ways of the supernatural right now. The Holy Spirit is about to move in this place like never before. The power of God is about to touch you like never before. The power of God is about to heal you like never before. Wherever you are, just lift up your voice and just bless the name of Jesus wherever you are. Lift up your voice and just as all the name of Jesus Christ. There is a release of the supernatural.
Number three. Number three. Righteousness causes us to relate freely to God. Isaiah 54 verse 13 says that, And our children shall be taught of the Lord. Our children shall be taught of the Lord. And this relation freely to God means that whatever God is, you become. Our children are taught of the Lord. Every parent, and all of us, we know that our parents said whatever they will say. Whatever we became was God. It's not what they said. Oh. I had to do with a case. And I told the lady that I see your daughter. This thing is on her body. She didn't know. Yeah. I told her, I said, your daughter has a belly button. Just pierce a navel. Say navel. Yeah. Where I come from, that's how I say navel. I say, yes, pierced it. She didn't know. I saw it in a vision. Just later on, she called and said, Man of God, I saw it on the lady. Another, another pastor who was ministering, I said, Your daughter has a tattoo. I said, Oh, no, no, no. I said, they said, When she comes on vacation, she covers it. You don't see. But I've seen it. So your parents said, so Don't do it. One day, my mother called me when I was in first year. I said, why are you? Don't, I, I hear, why are you now? It's, I said, mommy, mommy, where I am, if I was sin, I was sin. Don't try, I was sin. <laughs> oh, yes. When your children go to university, it's Jesus. When your children go, say, Lord, I leave him in your hands. Who can bear witness to this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes sin is in front of you, but a mother is praying. Hands are lifted. And their brother told me a story. 
that he was in Commonwealth and has brought the woman to his room, his cubicle, was about to put Isaac on the altar. Hey! But they said when he was looking for the sword of the spirit, it was not there. My God! So after that, he sent me a text, man of God, I know God is praying. He said, I know somebody is praying for me. I said, why? He said, this is what I was about to do. But the sword of the spirit was nowhere to be found. But he said, when I dressed up and I escorted the woman back to a hostel, the sword of the spirit was back. May the Lord cost Jesus Christ. (laughs) But the scripture said that the scripture said that, that they will be taught of the Lord. This dimension means that they, your mother taught you outwardly. They showed you, don't do this, don't do this outward. And most of the times, a lot of us here, all of us actually, we acted out of confirmation. Because mommy will talk, won't do it. I remember those days we used to enter, you know that there's a small service window. Those days, my, my house, they had a small service window. Their, their kitchen has a small window to the dining area in the hall. Yeah. And the dining room hall had a door and a small service window, and that's where the TV was and the deck. Because it was a VHS, VCR. Yeah. And our parents had traveled. And they had locked the door that we should be serious. We, should, we went to collect VHS. My other brother bought some of them. All sorts of, listen, Moonwalker, Michael Jackson, all those things. Then I think I was too tall. But when I went, I got stuck. So they said Julius should enter. So Julius will enter and go and put it in the VCR. And press play and come out. <laughs> so do you know what to do? We don't watch it inside because all the three of us go won't come out under any distance. So we are outside. Hey, hey! I've realized that hey, <laughs> no, 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 no. If, if you don't understand what I meant, no one shows a child God. Yeah. It's the same way no one also shows a child Satan. A baby can bite the mother's nipple. Pass his breastfeeding and say, <laughs> If your mother gives you, it's like, it's like the baby, <laughs> she is biting her smile. It's waiting for a response. And the shocking part, if you don't respond, they'll look at you again and fight another one for it to, to touch you. Sin. You see two children playing. One will hit someone, one will not be happy. By the time you realize the small boy has come with a big gallop. Go, go like, where did he learn this from? He knows where to find a bigger gallop and conk your head. Go. <laughs> it's amazing. At that our age, we were masters. Masters of Oh, I think I was too smart for hell. Some of us were like, I can't wait. Do you know that way? There's a story. There's a girl, there's a girl story called Akatwe. He was so wicked and so savvy and cunning. When Akatwe died, heaven said he's too sinful so he can't enter heaven. When Akatwe got to hell, Satan knelt down and begged him. He said, the way you are, you overthrow me. <laughs> so he became a floating spirit. <laughs> he, nobody wanted to accept him. Even the devil trusted the guy. He says, you know, there's a way you can imagine sin. And Satan said, wow, I didn't know that. They are starting me a new trick. 
you produce in a sentence like, wow, 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 let's patent it. <laughs> let's patent this one. <laughs> you don't know, scripture said in Genesis chapter 6 that the heart of man imagined a vain thing. So sometimes we help Satan to sin. The flesh helps Satan to produce certain. Satan said, oh, I didn't know this trick. Because remember, angels learn from us. You know. Hmm. Jesus Christ. Now children will be taught by God. But 14 says that because of righteousness, verse 14, Isaiah 53, uh, 54, verse 14. Oh my God. Say, oh my God. I want to preach a lot of things. Yes, what, what is he saying? In righteousness shall thou be established. He said, Righteousness will make you establish, and what will happen? Thou shalt be far from oppression. So, no demonic oppression will come on you because of righteousness. When righteousness establishes you, demons can oppress you. Is somebody here? I'm saying this is the blessed plate of righteousness. So what happens is that the moment you wear this breastplate, immediately you begin to shine and blind demons. So, the, because of the breastplate of righteousness, demons can't oppress you. You are far from demonic oppression because you know who you are in Christ. And what does he say after that? For thou shalt not fear. You will not fear. Why? And from terror. And from terror. Because even when fear sees you, because of righteousness, they'll change direction. Fear will run away from you. Do you know what righteousness does? When God becomes your teacher, fear will see you and say, change direction. Change direction. Don't go to that guy. It will be easy for you. He knows who he is. Because demons don't know everything. So the day they find your address, think, think they are come to oppress you. That's how you also know what they are come to do. So when they enter, you also lock the door. And you tell the demon, throw the key into the well. Into the WC. And tell the demon today, one of us has to come out alive. That's how the demon knew that and says, Sir, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disturb you. When you have righteousness, that's how you approach the devil. So to, uh, Charles, firstly, said one day, Charles Finney, he said one day he came out, his children always telling him that, Daddy, when you travel, some black entity comes to rub their chair, comes to shake the house. He said, ah, why is it when I travel, this thing comes? Then surely he's afraid of me. He said, no, that you don't understand. He said, he speech. I said, okay, okay, no problem. When I come and he comes the next time, tell me. So he had come from a crusade and was in his house. Then all of a sudden, the children came and said, Papa, Papa, pa, pa, Daddy, he's here. And they were whispering. And he said, he's in the hall, rocking your chair. So Chasfini descended the stairs and came to this entity and saw a hideous creature, blackness of black, with horns and all his nasty features. In all his terror to try to scare Mr. Finney, he looked at this entity and said, I thought it was someone more important. He chuckled, went back to sleep. No prayer. That is the day you see hope. Oh, my Lord, and your knee will be wobbling. <laughs> my Lord and my God, what evil have I done to deserve such a sentence? Oh, then the devil is standing there. Oh Lord, have mercy on thy servants. Satan will know you don't know your right. Because you see, righteousness means knowing your right. The moment you don't know your right in the spirit, you are praying. You are praying. Sin and fear and devils will show up because you don't know your right. May the Lord cause you to know your right. So that you are far away from oppression and fear. Terror will be far away from you. If you only knew what they say about you, 
You understand you are the righteousness of God. Balaam was saying things Israel didn't know about themselves. Numbers 22, Numbers 23, Numbers 24. He stood up to curse them and he was saying, Ah, how beautiful are the dwelling places of the righteous. Righteous. Israel was memory around that time. Do you know Numbers 22 what happened? Numbers 21, snakes has come to bite them. Because they were memory. So prior to Balaam coming to curse them, they had already sinned. And judgment has come on them. Yet when the prophet stood on the mountain, how beautiful are the dwelling places of the... Can you imagine? The guys have just been beaten by serpents because of their memory and insult to God. Yet God has defended them in the sight of the evil one. And scripture now comes to say, he's about to curse them. He said, I received the commandment to bless and not to curse. Because who God has blessed? They have just been beaten by serpents. But God says to the prophet, who God has blessed. So sometimes some snakes can show up, but it doesn't mean you are cursed. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should get this one. Who God has blessed, let no man curse. And he goes further to say, after everything they've done, the corruption they've committed, the serpents that have beaten them in Numbers 2. Go read Numbers 21. Numbers 22 immediately. It's as if the devil was waiting for the sin to show up to curse them. But when the prophet stood up upon Pisgah, the man whose eyes are open, that prophesies in the trance, he was giving credentials. He said, Oh Balak, stand by thy bent offering. Let me show you anointing. And the guy opened his eyes. And he said, when he opened his eyes, I have beheld no perverseness in Israel. Neither have I seen iniquity in the house of Jacob. Ah! They just finished iniquity. But God said, I've not seen it. Why? His righteousness is their righteousness now. If you only knew what you are calling yourself as condemnation, heaven is seeing you as your righteousness. You will change the way you pray. You will come boldly. Say, I come boldly. Say, no matter what I've done, my righteousness is a person and not my conduct. The best place to come is the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. That cross is the same as the throne of grace. Because actually in the, in the scriptures, the throne of grace means the mercy seat. That's where the blood is poured. It makes us the associates of God. Friends of God. Righteousness. It makes us friends of God. It makes us friends of God. What is this righteousness? In 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9, he speaks about how our fellowship is the fellowship of the Son. Now hear this. In the Greek, there are words for, um, you know, with, with means meta, different words that, you know, prepositions that connote um, unity, purpose, agenda. But this word where he says in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9, that our fellowship is of, not with, of. So it means that the kind of fellowship God has given us is the fellowship Jesus Christ has. The, the word fellowship of the son means that the fellowship is described as the same type of fellowship God has with Jesus. And the word fellowship there is the word participation or friendship. So it means that the friendship God has with the son is the kind of friendship God has given us because of righteousness. In first Corinthians 1 9, that's what it says. Better can you read for us? First Corinthians 1 9, I was waiting for you. I know, I know, I know. Wherever you went, we are international now. So I'm saying, good, just read first Corinthians 1 9. Yeah, read it, read it, read it. What does it say? First Corinthians one nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God is faithful uh-huh. by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of his son Jesus so Christ. So we were called, not a fellowship with the son, but a fellowship of the son. 
So the kind of calling we have received is that how God relates to Jesus is what we have also received now. Beloved, this is the basis, scriptural basis, for which you say, how God treats Jesus is how God treats me. While Proverbs 8 verse 30 says, I was like one brought up with him. Who was by him? I was daily his delight. I was ever before his face. Proverbs 8.30. That is the fellowship we have received. So we are like one that was brought up with God from eternity. We are like one that is with God always. And who is constantly beholding the face of God daily. The kind of friendship you have now is the kind of friendship that even elevates you to associate of the God kind. What it means to say is that when God is trying to have a Godhead meeting, he can look for you. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, have you forgotten the man Abraham? How scripture described him as the friend of God? What does that mean? Genesis 18 says that how can I hide this thing from Abraham, seeing that he'll be a great nation and he's my friend? That's what God said. It means that this meeting we had with the Godhead. But after having the meeting with the Godhead, I still need the vetoing vote of Abraham. Mm. So God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit have decided to judge Sodom. But we need one more vote. You didn't get that one. I pray God gives you grace to understand this thing and assimilate it. Righteousness, eh, it gives you the fellowship of the Son. It means the parliamentary ticket, the fellowship card of Jesus Christ is yours. It means that when God is doing anything on earth, how you discuss with the Son and the Spirit, He has to come and discuss with you too. If you know this, God will always come to your house and say, Guy, 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 Satan wants to enter your house. We want to stop it. We need your permission. He said, Veto it. God has a meeting with the Godhead. Because when the Bible was saying that, and God said to Abraham, the Hebrew is Elohim. Elohim is El- symbolized Eloha. So Elohim came to speak with Moses. That he wants to destroy Israel. It means the whole, the, the three gods. They had a council meeting with Moses. In fact, there's a certain prophet who went to heaven. And so when he got to heaven, at 17, he, he went to heaven in the 17th century. His name is called Seneca. When Seneca got to heaven, he said there was a room that was labeled the Godhead and Moses. So Moses and the Godhead, they have a boardroom in heaven. The friends of God. It made me realize that when God gets a friend, even eternity will validate his friendship. I'm telling you. That friend means that you are in the associate of the God kind. You are God's associate. It's like, um, it's like a love firm. You know, you can have a, a what do you call um, see and associates. Associates means that, you see, employees are different from associates. Who works in a love firm? Mommy, mommy's here. Who again? Some, no, no lawyer. Is there a lawyer? Who is the lawyer here? The spirit is the lawyer. So you said, when they write associate, it means you are no more an employee. You have come to the level of decision taking, profit sharing, investment. Direct. It means you have come to a place where you have grown your financial portfolio where your money is part of what pays staff. And your profit is given from what the company makes at the end of the year. You find that also in some certain setups. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So associate means that they don't pay you. Anything will decide in the company, you must be part of it. So for you to be part of the God associate means that whatever God wants to do on earth, when righteousness, consciousness is grown in you, God can rely on you to discuss things he wants to do on earth. That I want to bring. That's why Elijah stood up and told Ahab, according to my word, it will rain. He was an associate of God. Ah, but are you surprised? 
when they wanted to do something on earth, Matthew 17, Moses and Elijah showed up with Jesus Christ because it was a board meeting. And God had to speak to the three of them. This is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. And Moses and Elijah were standing there when that confirmation was given to Jesus Christ. Please let me see you on the platform. Let me see you on the platform. Authority. No wonder when Eli- when Abraham too was talking in Genesis 18, he spoke with impunity. It's called parasha, boldness. As if God was his co Shall the judge of the universe not do right? That's why he was telling God. Am I not going to judge the people who have sinned? But he's now telling God, shall the judge of the universe not do right? If there be 50, do not touch them. And he said, no, 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 I've changed my mind. 40. No, I think 20. Can you imagine? And Jesus and the Spirit and Papa God were watching Abraham delay their justice. <laughs> Abraham had the final vote. So to Abraham agrees to the terms. So don't come be destroyed. Some of you have lost your righteousness consciousness. That's why you are allowing Satan to oppress your house. You must disagree. Hmm. Whatsoever you bind on earth, it is on the premise of righteousness. I'm getting, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Let's go. Come on, can I show you this then? Am I showing it to you? Are you getting what I'm talking about? It's a serious matter. So God brings you to a place where you are part of the association. Isaiah 43, quickly. Isaiah 43, 23. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say I'm part of the God kind. Oh, don't get lost. Second Timothy, Second Peter chapter 1, the verse number 3 has given unto us exceeding great and precious what promises that by this we might be participants, associates, full entrenched members of the divine class. Isaiah 43 verse 23, what did I say? Listen to what God is saying, quickly. Thou hast not brought me the small cattle of thy burnt offering. Hmm? God is accusing Israel for not bringing their offering. And what, what did he say after that? Neither hast thou honored me with thy sacrifices. Alright. I have not caused thee to serve with an offering, mm-hmm. nor worry thee with incense. Thou hast brought me no sweet cane with money. So he's talking about a generation that is coming. That they have not brought him offering. They have not brought him bread offering. He has not worried them with certain demand, um, instructions and certain uh, uh, what you, ordinances. But what is he saying? Thou has not brought me no sweet cane with money. But he said you have not brought me anything to me. But what? Neither has thou filled me with the fat of thy sacrifice. So he is saying that I've not, you have not brought any of these things to me. But listen to what he saying next. But thou has made me to serve with thy sins. Uh-huh. Thou has worried me with thy iniquity. Uh-huh. I, even I, am he that blotted out thy trust. So God is saying that you... Who were dead in trespasses? You worried God. You tired God out with your constant sin. Even though you have even become born again, your addictions worry God. You have promised God that uh, God even. <laughs> it's like God is loving, but you know, if you want to dramatize God a little bit, you realize when you are coming, wow, look. If there's a way God can talk, like you say, wow, look. He is coming to promise us again. He is coming back again with the same promise. Lord, I swear. Lord, I will never do it again. You know, Lord, it was not really my fault. I was tempted. The flesh was weak. I was thirsty. Oh, Lord. And beer looked so cold. Oh, it was cold. You know how cold beer too is? Lord, beer, when it's cold, it's nice and hot one. Lord, I'm sorry. You know, that girl is very fair. It's very... You know... You know, even your, your word said that angels could not stand it. So they, they came down, Lord, it's my body. I'm sorry. I wish, oh Lord. Then you pray that you start to take it away. 
And God is watching you. And in your promise, you are even sinning. Because you are making a foolish vow. You are using your effort again. That you will never. If you do it, he should kill you. You swear by your father. <laughs> and you swear by your mother. You swear. You swear. You should watch. You prove him wrong. You have no idea. May God make you like him. You will see the kind of prayers people pray. When they go off. All sort of promises. He said, you have worried me. But why? Look at what he said. 25. What does 25 say? I, even I am he that blotted out thy transgression from my own sin. So he does not blot your transgression out because you are good enough. Have you noticed that when it comes to righteousness, he leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. When it comes to righteousness, it has nothing to do with you. It's for him, his own self. Somebody get what I'm talking about. So the righteousness we're talking about is not because you are good enough. It's not because you deserve it. Because God's own sake, he said, I want to forgive you. Because you have worried me for your sins. You, you didn't bring me offering. You didn't bring me bench offering. You've done nothing. I just want to forgive your sins. That is the basis of salvation. That's how we often sing that song. He paid a debt. He did not owe. I owed a debt. I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. Now I can sing a brand new song, amazing grace, that Jesus paid to death that I could never pay. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. And he needed someone to wash my sins away. So now, now I can sing hey, a new song, amazing grace. That Jesus, Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay. For his own sake, he has blotted our transgressions away. And what did he say after that? And you what? And will not remember that. And I will not remember your sins. The word remember means I will not be reminded of. I will not account it to your account. Neither will I recount it to you in our conversation. So any voice that recounts your past to you is not God. It's your mind. That hey, don't you remember those days? You have helped him so. That's how the voice will tell you. You have helped him so. Oh. Red and yellow, black and white. All are precious. Jesus loves the little children of them. We have helped things so. Look at the Casa Preco. Whoa, 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 whoa. We have drunk something before. And when you don't take care, the devil makes you boast in yourself and say, Ah, we boost before. Man, we boost. And you remember how you booze in the street and talking rubbish. It's the devil. He's recounting your past to you. Grace does not talk like that. Grace traces you to the cross. Once I was a sinner, saved by grace. Once I was a sinner, saved by grace. My sins are away. We remember his goodness. We don't remember our sins. My burdens are away. 
It's not bedding scissors. Someone say my bedding scissors away. The proof of bedding is bedding. It's not bedding scissors. Single of. <laughs> I heard it in the crowd. He has taken my bedding scissors away. Oh, my God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. He'll remember you no more. Say he'll remember you no more. Say you remember it no more. But do you know the mystery about this? In Romans chapter 8 verse 14, it says now that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Then it says that, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, or bondage to fear again, but the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Then it said, for the spirit bears witness to our spirit, that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs. And if heirs, then joint heirs with Christ. Romans 8, 14 to 17. Joint heirs. The word joint heirs is so sanclarenomos. I've said it before. And sanclarenomos actually has to do with the law, the united law of ownership. What it means is this, that Jesus Christ has brought you into an estate where his reigning must be with you. He will not allow himself to reign alone. He wants to reign together with you. That is the extent to which the Lord has brought us. Because of righteousness. And God allows it because if Jesus paid for us with his blood, then it means our value is as the life of his son. Because if the man spilled his blood for us, then it means the cost of excellentia, John and Malik, Isaac, all of you, your cost is the blood of Jesus. Now if the cost of your life or your, your salvation is the blood of a man, then you are as valuable to God as what he was willing to pay for. So if God killed his son to have you, then you are valuable to him like his son. This is the revelation of righteousness. Then the next time you pray and the devil tells you that you are not going to get this thing again, you have truncated process, tell him that shut up. The only thing I've truncated is allowing you to disturb my mind. But God is ever willing to assume from the last junction we stopped. Because I'm too precious. God is not willing to let his investment go waste. Do you know what it meant for God to die? And you think he will let you die like that? That's what I realize people have not meditated on. To realize that if it costs you that much. Have you ever dated somebody and you spent on the girl before? Yeah. So you spent and you use your money on this girl. Girl makes her jaiwa. Even the girl says she's leaving or breaking up the relationship. You don't agree. So because you spent a lot. So the best way to placate your heart is you either collect all the things you bought for the person and collect the cap. So because your heart is too... No, how? It just hurts you that you are letting all this investment go. It's a waste of time. Are you understanding? Yeah. So if the Lord didn't spend money to change the way you look, didn't spend money to put you in a nice house, but gave you his entire blood, do you think he is going to let you go to hell easily? Come on. That's what you think, that God is ready to let you go to hell when you do a mistake. You lie. What it cost him to win you, he's not ready to let you go like that. That's why after all your nonsense, God still talks to you in your dream. God still come and tell you, my daughter, come back. You come back, my son. Don't worry. He'll send somebody come preach you that don't worry. No matter what you have done, God is still on your side. Why? His blood is too important, a cost, for him to let one mistake make all those things done of non-effect. Have that consciousness. I'm too precious to God. 
Do you know what healing means? It means I'm too precious to God. God enjoys me. So when I'm sick, God is not happy. I taught you Isaiah 63 verse 9. When he, they were afflicted, he also was afflicted. When there's a pimple on your face, it's like God has the pimple. It disturbs God like it disturbs you. The moment you look at yourself in the mirror, like, mm, mm, God is also feeling it. Bible says when he was afflicted, they too, he said when they are afflicted, he, God, also was afflicted. Isaiah 63 verse 9. So whatever you are going through, don't think you are going through alone. God is going through with you. So when you are sick, God feels it. God feels it. That's how Jesus was anointed the Holy Ghost and power. Went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. All, not some, all that were oppressed of the devil. He's not happy you are oppressed. Because he denies him the joy he wants to enjoy. He delights in the prosperity of his servants. Then he means he also delights in the salvation. The word prosperity there is shalom. He delights in the prosperity, the enjoyment, the peace, the well-being of his servant. That means that when you are doing well, God is happy. When you are healthy, God is happy. So God is not going to make you sick to make him happy. It's not true. Righteousness, consciousness. With that consciousness, you can lie in bed and say, God, are you happy with what you are seeing? Are you happy with what you are seeing? He says, why does that make you talk to God like he's a koeko? Because you are associates. But you're talking to God like a koeko is on the remit of higher dimensions of reverence. I'm talking legally. Based on what he himself said, I place a demand. I don't beg what, for what has already been paid for. I place a demand on the receipt that God, you pay for my health. So when I'm praying that prayer of my health, I don't say, Lord, when will you heal me? You will never be healed. Place a demand and say, Hey! You foul spirit of hell. I truncate this illegal transaction. That's why when he came to righteousness, he had to provoke the righteousness of God. And he took God to court and said, Shall the judge? Because when it comes to righteousness, it has to be justice. Shall the judge of the universe not do right? Can you imagine Abraham having the impunity after violating the covenant and sleeping with Hagar? You have the audacity to come back to God and come and talk to God. And let me even shock you further. Can I shock you further? Can I shock you? How many votes do you like it? Hallelujah. Now, he says for his name's sake. And the Bible says, now, being justified um, freely by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5.1. But Isaiah 1.18 says that, now, let us come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain help. Uh, sorry, uh, he said, let us now reason together. Though our sins be red as scarlet, they shall be what? White as snow. Though they be as crimson, they shall, come out, they shall become like wool. Then look at what he says after that. He was provoking righteousness. But he says in verse 19, in line to righteousness. If you are willing and obedient, then what righteousness provides, you will enjoy it. So if you are not willing and obedient, though righteousness has provided these rights, you will still be normal. You can enjoy it. But if you are willing and obedient to coming, you have sinned though, but I said, come, let us reason. Why? On the basis of righteousness, you can approach a holy God with your soul self. And God can't kill you because he's righteous. So he is saying, come, let us reason. Do you know it is in the same vein that prayer is activated? Hear me. After that statement he made, I'll take away your transgressions for righteousness sake and I'll remember your sins no more. Verse 26. 
put me now in remembrance. So your ability to remind God of covenant is the revelation of the righteousness that no matter what has happened in the past, the covenant still holds. So I can remind you of what you've promised. No wonder he said in James 5.16, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth man. So if you are praying and you don't have righteousness consciousness, your prayer will not avail. A lot of you truncate your prayer because you doubt whether you are righteous enough. That's why you pray that prayer, Lord, we are not worthy. You are the only holy one. As we are coming, we are not even sure whether you hear us, but hear us indeed. We beg you, O Lord, have mercy, have mercy, or mercy. Amen. And let's see what you do for us. But it is the prayer of the righteous man, the man who knows his rights, that gets his answers from the Lord. So he says, after knowing that he has forgotten your sins, and taking away all your things. You didn't have to do anything. He said, he has been waiting for your offering. He didn't come. He has been waiting for your burning of bent offering. He didn't come. He has been waiting for... You have even worried him with more sins. So he said, he realized that if he waits for you, it will never end. So he now came and cleared your transgression for his own sake. Because of him and how he wants to relate to us, his love. And he doesn't want to destroy his relation with us, so he cleared away our sins. And he decided not to remember it because if he sees you and remembers what you've done, it's not going to work. So he didn't put it in your account. He cleared it, gave you blank sheets. Then after that, he comes to see in verse 26. So because of everything I've done now, beloved, come and put me in remembrance. Remind me of my promises. And I'll answer him. Because he knows that when you are not in righteousness, you are afraid to pray. When you violate righteousness consciousness, you doubt whether God will hear you. You don't even want to pray about the thing God said. Because, like, because of what I've done, this thing, God is done. He's not going to do it again. It's not true. I said, it's not true. I said, it's not true. Do you know what David did? It meant that God should reverse what he said to David. That his seed would be the rulers. But God just had to allow his justice for a season from Solomon onwards. Then he suspended the throne. But do you know the beauty of God's suspension? Watch this. When God suspended the throne from David for him not to violate his promise. And for him not to go against his justice, he rather allows Israel to go into captivity. So by the time they come back to captive, from captivity, they have cleansed themselves. Oh, are you getting this? So he didn't lie to David that your seed will rule till the ends of the world. But at the same time, because of what you have done, your seed has lost the throne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way to keep the two at the same time is, none of you will sit on the throne but if you are in this land, then I've lied. Because I also promised you the throne forever, no matter what you did, based on righteousness. It's called the sure mercies of David. So the only for my sure message to be true is I will let you be captured into a strange land. There you can't rule. But at the same time too, my justice will serve in a foreign land. So that by the time you come back from captivity, Zerubbabel and the rest are back to your lineage. And Jesus even comes from David again. He will find a way to make sure what he has promised you will come to pass because of his name's sake. I don't know if you get this thing right. I, your mother can make a mistake. You can make a mistake before you marriage. You can make a mistake in your marriage. You can make a mistake after your marriage. But once you understand righteousness, God is just waiting for you to come to that revelation so he can continue the journey of his promise to ensure. The devil is a liar. Hey, why if we're going to go down that lane, then none of us will do it. None of us will make it. None of us can even hold a mic. 
Because then the righteous he said, No, there's none. For all have sinned. Not one. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory. He didn't say some all. Oh. Is somebody getting something? Don't just do mm, go and meditate on it. The church has come to a place, everything mm, 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 mm. And when you're in trouble, you still do that mm, again. May you use what you are hearing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Righteousness is a perfect bond. Say righteousness is a mighty bond. Say righteousness is a mighty bond. Now quickly, now follow me very well now. I'm going to show you something very powerful. Now in righteousness being a mighty bond, now God now finds a way to make sure that according to what the scripture has said, that doing his seeing and hearing, he has vexed his righteous soul. So what can he now do for his soul not to be vexed? It is now lapped up in something called the fruit of righteousness. He said, my son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Verse 6, for no chastening for the moment is pleasant, but at the end yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness. So every training and every discipline of the Holy Ghost yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? It yields a what? Peaceable fruit of righteousness. So the goal of God's chastening and training is to yield a peaceable fruit. Hmm. He scourged every son. And the scourging of the son means the peeling away of the flesh. To scourge means to peel off the flesh. So for a son to be received, the flesh must be dealt with. So some of the things you go through you call hardship is the scourging of the flesh. The fame. The pride. Some of the things you go through, you realize that God has shied you. He didn't cause it. He allowed it for your flesh to be scorched. So that by the time you receive the testimony, there is no flesh to boast. Because you know this by mercy and grace. So by the time God is receiving you as a son, there is no flesh to glory in. But in doing that, the Bible says, it yields now a peaceable fruit of righteousness. Why? Because he said in Isaiah 32, 17 and 18, that the end, the goal, the consequence, the effect of righteousness is peace. Why is it peace? John chapter 14, 26, 27. My peace I give you. I give not as the world gives. So God gives us a shalom. So when you understand righteousness, the end product of righteousness is peace. Why? Grace is God giving to us for enjoyment. Peace is the effect of the enjoyment of grace. So, grace is like food that you have eaten. Peace is the satisfaction after the food you have eaten. So, grace is the enjoyment of God given to a believer. Peace is the effect after God has been enjoyed. Holy day, guys. Hallelujah. Please, are you following me here? All right. That's what Hebrews chapter 12 said. What, what verse does it? Verse, verse 7? 11. Yes. He yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Yes. Then Isaiah 32, verse 17 and 18 speaks about the consequence of peace being, and uh, consequence of righteousness being peace. Now, this is what I want to show you. Yet after the fruit of righteousness, which is peace, in that state of peace, we produce another thing called the fruits of righteousness. I want to give a, I want to uh, let me put it this way. Can I put it this way? I want to find a better way to put it. Now, the fruit of righteousness yields the fruits or must yield the fruits of righteousness. 
Wave your hands to the Holy Spirit. No, don't, don't, when I'm using the word food, food, don't think about it as a endocap, pericap, something, something, mesocap kind of thing on a tree. So how can a fruit eat fruit? It has to be a seed that uses fruit. So like, you are wondering, fruit, fruit, no, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to use, uh, it's, it's wordplay, all right? Well, let, let me look for a better way. The position of righteousness is the fruit of righteousness. Because I said to you, the fruit of righteousness in this context is peace. It means the product of righteousness. Right? But the product of righteousness must yield other effects of righteousness. And the effects of righteousness keeps the health of the product of righteousness. Righteous Lot vexed his soul because he didn't produce righteousness. So you are called the righteousness of God. If you don't produce what you are, you afflict touch on your spirit. The reason why when you get born again, you don't do what God asks you to do, you feel depressed, is because you are not producing what you are. The reason why people come to you and go like, they don't know purpose in life, they feel aimless. They wake up, they sleep, they sit in cars, they watch TV. But what they are trying to tell you is that watching TV, waking up, sleeping, going to a party, it's not my purpose. It means that they feel that they are wasting breath. They are wasting air. They are wasting space. So there must be something that their life is meaningful to. That gives them a reason to live. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why at every point in time, when a purpose is failed, you feel purposeless or like a failure. If you don't get the scholarship, you feel like a failure. Why? Because you are designed to get the scholarship, right? Righteousness. But when you don't produce after what you are, The depression hits you. The problem with many Christians is that they are not producing righteous acts. That's why their righteousness is under attack. Do you know it is easy to sin the righteousness of God when you've not sinned? When you sin. And there are some sins when you sin, it's easy to sin the righteousness of God. Like when you lie, Father, you know, it was not under. It was not under. But the sexual ones, it's very hard because that's why scripture says that sin is against your body. There's no way you just jump from a woman, then the Holy Spirit will come on you. Spencer was a serious guy. After prostitution, the Spirit of the Lord comes on him. And the guy breaks the walls and the gates of Hebron with ease as if nothing has happened. Then the next one, he comes to sit on the throne. Majesty. Majesty. He believes, he is so conscious of what God has put on him that he can dare Delilah. Such a serious guy. Delilah can't realize that this guy is different. Because like usually within two weeks, I've got the guy, but this guy, I've tried everything. So now Delilah's news attack was this. She didn't come with seduction, she came with love. She made her, he made something fall in love with her, not last after her. Hey. Because if you check the duration by which Delilah got to get something to do what he did, it was not just one year. It was a while. So something could, this girl, that's why if you read scripture, he even went to suggest her as a wife to his parents. Because his heart has gone to the thing. Delilah realized that the seduction, seduction will not work. You have to do like a relationship. It's like you are come to marry. Then the secret can come. 
Samson. Haggai. But I didn't know that someone is harder than him. There are levels in the game. So we all be like we are marrying. When he told me that he said, but get your swine. She walked away and said, kill him, kill him. He thinks I love him. He's not a serious boy. Shocking. Ibalayas. Kaduyas. There's somebody here. When you don't carry out righteous acts, that is what causes the inception of the vexation of your soul. Because your righteous acts is the buffer for your state of righteousness. It is not the proof, neither is it, is it the validation of your righteousness. But it keeps your righteousness consciousness safe because of the effects of the works you are producing. And that's what scripture calls fruits of righteousness. And strangely enough, the Bible uses fruits of righteousness twice, only in the whole Bible. Twice. Fruits of righteousness. Can we go quickly? Yeah. Go there. Um, um, Philippians 1, verse, verse, verse 9 to 11. Quickly. Can we go back? <laughs> Can we go back there? Philippians 1, 9. Yes. And this I pray, that uh-huh. love may abound yet more and more in Okay, so this is Paul admonishing the church to partner him in his gospel. Preaching the gospel. From verse 7, it speaks about, you are partners with me for this great work we are doing. And he says, I pray that your love will abound and abound, abound. So your love must abound. That's also an act of righteousness. Abounding love is a fruit of righteousness. It's a product of the peace of righteousness that you are in. Now, what does it go, go on, go on, go on? And more in knowledge and in all judgment. Okay. That he may approve things that are excellent. Okay. That he may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ. Okay. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness. So you'll be sincere and what? Faithful to the day of Christ. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness. What we'll give Jesus on the day is not the righteousness he gave us. It is the righteousness we produce from what he gave us. So show up before the Lord with the fruits, plural, of righteousness. Literally, the righteous actions from our righteousness. That's what we'll present on the day of judgment. I brought it at the latter part because many times, many Christians have thought that that action of righteousness is what is the breastplate. No. It is the position of your righteousness that's the breastplate. But the health of the breastplate. Remember, if you check the armory, the armor, which is the breastplate, is often shined. The shining action is the righteousness action from applying the word of God. So some people, they wear the armor, but it's not shining, so it doesn't blind Satan. They are still having the armor of righteousness, but the devil can come around. Because it's not sharp, blinding the enemy. That we might be full of the fruits of righteousness. Then what I say in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and it's interesting that literally it's in connection to giving. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, chapter, chapter 9, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 9, what does 9 say? 2 Corinthians 9, 9, yeah, yeah, quickly. As it is written, yeah. he had dispersed abroad, mm-hmm. he had given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Can you imagine? So righteousness is expressed in your giving life. So that's a righteous act. Anyone who wants in righteousness consciousness understands giving. Oh. I don't know why the church gets quiet when it comes to giving. Is it, is it why? Are you afraid? Money. It must be given. I'm going to pray that God will open your eyes to understand what the world is all about. Because if you don't get this revelation, I mean, I mean, 
yes, I've, I've told you I'm going to throw a, I'm going to throw a request to those who want to go on a journey of wealth. Yeah, we'll just go. No, we don't. I, I was speaking to a pastor friend of mine. He told me something. I said, man of God, I've noticed one thing about ministry. And even in the days of Jesus, the whole church didn't sponsor Christ. A few people. So God said, but I said, oh Lord, I wish everybody can sponsor. That's why sometimes we do what we do. By the time it's coming, I don't tell everybody anything. I don't want to do anything. I have 10 people. Everybody's bringing one million dollars. By the time we realize we are in a seven million dollar auditorium, and you go like, "How come?" Also, there are ten people here. They handled it. And you go like, "Hey, when?" Yeah, that's how we do it. Because if you don't want to part, no, it's no problem. That one won't force you. It's, it's everyone must give according to his own what I said on Friday. According to your own choice. So to be rich is your choice. God won't force it on you. Now I'm going to sponsor the gospel. Stop praying that prayer without taking action. I'll sponsor the gospel. I'll build churches. Start from today. Start from today. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I went to see something that broke my heart. There's a mosque and a church. And one Muslim stood up. How much did he pay? Dollars. Was it Ghana City? Uh They said some uh, one Muslim stood up in in, in Kumasi. Kumasi University. University. They have a site for religious, what, what, um, church auditorium for the whole school, mosque for the whole school. And they all started, they all, they gave the same allotment to the church and the mosque, mosque alali, the same time. The church started foundation, is stuck there. The mosque has been completed. And the shocking thing on the mosque was that it wasn't 10 Muslims, one guy. I think it's not even in Ghana. They called him from Saudi Arabia or Dubai, that please want to build a mosque. The guy wired money to Ghana. They have finished building the mosque. The church is not even at lentil level. It's still at foundational pillars. Because there's a problem with giving in the church. You don't understand why Arabs are powerful. They know how to give for their agenda. Because jihadists who are dying down, somebody has put his money down that I'll make billions of dollars. Do you know why Dubai has never had terrorist attack? They pay the, 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 the terrorists every year that don't come and blast here. Yes! One of the things you need to understand is that agendaless Christians will be broke Christians. If your money does not have an agenda, you will never get it. I'm telling you something. Give your money agenda. I want to do this for God. I want to buy this for God. Even if it doesn't happen in the year, once it's still your agenda, money will be building up for the day of manifestation. It's so sad because you see, the church has not learned. And I've met a lot of Muslim guys and they go like, oh, Christians. Christians. And you know the funny thing? John Suleiman, I've, I've across board from Dr. Otabel, um, how even, even the Archbishop Benz, um, uh, Nicholas Duncan Williams, he said the Spintex land, an allergy, was the one who led him there. He's the same person who even led him to Abusokian, but when he got there, he realized that Dr. Otabel is there. So he said, allergy said, let me show you. An allergy led a Christian to get the land. But Christians, no, 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 no. We always have a better thing than God's work for money. I said, no problem. You can decide that, oh, your money is for... No problem. You, I don't have a problem with that. But some of us will become the conduits for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just, just need that. If you are willing to say, Prophet, I just want to be part of this, your business, international, I want to be part. We'll start. And you see the kind of things we'll do. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> 
Come and see. Anytime I, when I went to Mansi last time, I was sad. I said, ah, so there are no Christians around? Then someone made a statement and says, that's what Jesus said through the prophet. There is none that cared for the things of the Lord. Everyone cares for his own agenda. Not God's agenda. Not God's agenda. So where Christian leaders... So now the Christians can be told they can't meet at Paju, they can't pray here, and the auditorium is also at... Then every dawn, Allah walk back. Because of, not even 10 Muslims. One Muslim paid one point something. I don't know if it's CDs or dollars. Paid for the whole place. One man paid for the project. How much is the church one? They started at the same time. And it was sad. I said, ah! No wonder the church has lost a certain power. Do you know what is happening to the world today? That Christians have not understood how money works in the kingdom. So gay, lesbians, and all those people are now using money to terrorize us. Go online right now. They are arresting preachers everywhere. In UK, in US. Once you start to preach, or you open the door to preach, they'll come and arrest you. Homophobic. You'll be smiling. Right? So we'll go back to the house. And we'll be preaching to you too. And so I miss, I miss all night. All night when you come, you'll be yawning and drinking. Ha. <laughs> Perfect. You're close at nine. Let me go and drink some cocoa and come back. <laughs> we'll see us on Zoom again. And you will call us and say, yeah, I've missed one night. Let me preach my message. I'm getting carried away. What did he say again? We are reading 2 Corinthians chapter 9. What did I say? Verse, verse 9 and 10. By now people should respond to the gospel. Is it? Yes, it is. We are coming to have a camp meeting. I think our bill is around $16,000. This is small. It's some people who are giving thousand, 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 thousand. Sixteen people we have handled the bill. Whoever is coming from Abuja, whatever they have, if they don't have it, we have, we have paid for it. You know those are the things I talk about. I will not pressure you to give for me. For what? No. If you don't even take your father's, they use in church. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Sometimes the, the, the stories are too. Yeah, even here, you're like, are they sure what they mean? I thought it was a lie. I, I listened to Pastor Tintor say like sometimes he hides from church from his birthday because sometimes the stories are so. Oh, I thank God for your life. If you didn't come, I don't know where I will be. And that day, the testimony came was the last time you ever saw the person's face or heard his voice in six months. So you wonder what he said was true. Yeah, it can be true. I understand, but sometimes you're like, "Hey, really?" And I didn't hear all this while till this day. Yeah, you wonder. Aduyas. Please read it, eh? I have to go and preach again. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse what? Verse 9. You've read it. Uh -huh. 10. Now he that ministers seed to the sower both minister bread uh -huh. for your food and multiply your seed soon and increase the fruits of your righteousness. And increase your fruits of your righteousness. So fruits of your righteousness are actions of righteousness. Why am I saying what I'm saying? Now quickly, let's go and understand this. The situation of your positional righteousness, which is a gift, answers to your being, your state. That is what we call the indicative. Indicative-wise, when God sees you, he sees you as his righteousness. So indicative means it is your state at the present discussion. Indicative. Anytime you see the scripture, indicative tense, indicative mood, it means that is what you are. That's what you've been made. It is your being. But fruits, the plural of righteousness, is what we call the experience of righteousness. That is your doing. So God in scripture makes you become before you do. So in Christianity, you are before you can do. You don't do to become. You are 
So you can do. That's Christianity. So God, in his wisdom, made us righteousness. So we can do righteously. So God is going to reward us, not for what he made us, but he will reward us on what we have done with what he has made us. That is what we call the fruits of righteousness. And this is what keeps the health of your righteousness consciousness. Because now you do righteously. So it shines your armor of righteousness. What do I mean by that? So that the day the enemy shows up with an accusation that you slept with somebody, the moment he comes, you say, no! He who shall ascend to the holy hill of the Most High, he that hath clean hands and a clean heart, and has not sworn his heart to deceit. So, because of my action, I can silence the enemy from bringing an allegation against me. And I can proceed. Jesus is righteousness. But notice, he said, the priest of the world cometh, but nothing of his is found in me. This is the balance of the teaching of righteousness. I'm not teaching you something to say, go and do anything. The more you do anything, the more you are vexing your righteous soul. The more you listen to everything because you are God's righteousness, the more you are vexing your righteousness. What is happening is that, though you are righteous, you will do ugly things. And that ugly things will make you a defeated righteous man. And there's no reward for that. So join the righteousness of God. It is given to me to have a consciousness. So he said the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ has appeared unto all men teaching men to say no to ungodliness. So grace is not license. Grace is a teacher to walk away from uselessness. Grace is a teacher. So grace is not indulgence. Grace is strength to live like God. Grace is strength to live like God. And let me end with this. Isaiah 61 verse 10 says, when we get born again, he has given us the rope of salvation and he has given the garment of salvation and the rope of righteousness. That's what God gives to you. That's what Galatians 3.27 says, that whoever is baptized into Jesus Christ has put on Christ. So like I said about the ephod, that garment you wear now is Christ your righteousness. So when God sees you, he sees you in the effort. He sees you as Christ. So whatever Christ is, you will become. So when Christ shows up, the Lord, in the name of Jesus, I cast out that devil. Whatever you are saying is not answering to John Wood. It's answering as if Christ is the one saying it from John Wood's mouth. So the moment John Wood says, in the name of Jesus, that statement, in the name of Jesus, means I stand as Christ in this matter. So from that statement onwards, whatever he is saying, is seen as Jesus saying it. Why? He is accepted as Christ. He has full rights as Christ. And whatever he is saying is what Christ must say and will, 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 what do you call it, will say. And in that regard, how we are going to answer John Wood from the time he said in the name of Jesus. Knowing his righteousness stand means that however we answer Jesus is how we have to answer him. So whatever we will not give Jesus, we will not give him. And whatever Jesus must have, he must have. That's what it means. That's how you pray when you get to a situation. You are in a bank. You are in a holdup. You are in a situation that is messy. All of a sudden, you just kneel down and say, Lord, whatever you will give Jesus, you must give me. That's righteousness. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up my hand. How you answer Jesus, answer me in this matter right now. When you get to a place where it's like you are asking for a job, you are asking for a promotion, you are asking for a certain amount of money, and it's not coming to you, immediately pray and say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Whatever Jesus deserves in this matter, I also assess it. You are feeling pain in your body. Something is going wrong with your body. Immediately say, whatever Jesus experiences, is my experience. If Jesus can be sacked from a house because of lack of house rent, then I cannot be sacked ever in my life. It becomes a mindset, a validated statement in your spirit. If Jesus cannot be sick, then I refuse to be sick. Jesus cannot have asthma, then no, not me.
Whatever cannot happen to Jesus cannot happen to him. You've been seeing some people's statements that it is a foundation that revolves miracles. Meditate on that statement. Whatever cannot happen to Jesus cannot happen to me. If Jesus cannot be denied visa, if Jesus cannot be denied entry, if Jesus cannot be denied access, then I cannot also be denied. My experience is Jesus' experience. But there's also something I, in Psalm 45 mentioned. He said, The king's daughter is all glorious redeemed because she's been arrayed with fine linen of the work. Because fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. On that day, as a righteous person having righteousness, that is the foundation for your faith. So it means every act of faith is going to be a product of Dude, Let me show you something. Lack of righteousness consciousness is the reason why people bury talent. Because they feel that I'm too dirty for God to use. So whatever God gave me, let me put it in the sand. I won't do it again. Lack of righteousness consciousness is the reason why people put their light under a bushel. Bushel means the dry pan for measuring cereal. So instead of them to use their light to shine so before the world, they hide it in a business. God called me to preach, but I went to impregnate a girl, so I can't preach again. So this pastor work has stopped. Lack of righteousness. But David had a righteousness consciousness. So though he impregnated Bathsheba, he stayed as king. He wanted to give up many times, but Joab said, Sir, we will not permit you. You are the chariots of Israel. You are the horsemen thereof. You are the full army score of the entire nation. We can't allow you to go down. So the man held him and kept him intact till his death and all the days of his life. Notice what God said. David served the Lord and the Lord was pleased with him. Look at all the nonsense David did do. But the story of his end was a picture of righteousness. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 4, when they were narrating the story of Abraham, Abraham staggered at God's promise. He laughed in his heart. At this age, is God now come to give me a son? He mocked God. He said, ah, why don't you choose Eliezer, one who is born in my house? He went to look for Hagar and slept with her. But at the end of the story, because he believed and it was imputed to him as righteousness, whatever he did after the imputation, notice, when it was imputed to him as righteousness, Genesis 15, 6, he had not yet slept with Hagar. After that Hagar instance, because he was now part of the associates of the God kind, the man didn't pray a prayer that God come to us. It was God who showed up in 17. Abraham, I've realized I can't do without you. When you are God's righteousness, even when you have said you are done, God will still pursue you. Where are you going? You are my righteousness. You are receipt that I did right. If you go away, it will look like I did wrong. Come back. That's why Abraham was persecuted. Where read Bible? There's no way Abraham prayed that God should have mercy. It was God who showed up. What before me? I didn't like what you did. You said to Hagar, I didn't like it. But you walk before me and be perfect. Let's remedy this thing. And I know that if I don't remedy this thing by showing you a trick, cut the flesh off. When the flesh was cut off, God showed up in the plane and started walking with him. And said, Are you not my friend? Can you imagine the guy has fornicated, slept to somebody you need to sleep with, doubted God, went to have extra marital affair? God says, It's my friend, righteousness. <sighs> what kind of God is this? Righteousness. I pray you meditate on this thing to change a lot of things in your life. It will change a lot of things you have validated that you deserve. A lot of you, some of the sicknesses going, you are going through is like, I deserve it. The delays you experience, like, I deserve it. I caused it. If I didn't go and follow this guy, if I didn't do this, this wouldn't have happened. If I didn't go to this job, if I didn't lie, if I didn't do steal, this wouldn't happen. So you are validating all your actions for what you are going through. It's lack of righteousness. But God sees you as a new being. Do you know what he said to Israel? A holy bar. Prostitute. 
you have entered whoredom. The same God, after calling them prostitutes and sleeping with other gods, came back and said, Hepzibah, Buela, you are a virgin. You are my precious wife. The same God. Because when righteousness comes, you move from the status of whoredom to the wife of the Most High. Righteousness, consciousness, it will change the way you operate. The prostitute cannot be going to the streets once she's now married. Righteousness, consciousness will make you stay with God and do right. You will pray. You will fast. You will give. You will be kind. You will express love because of righteousness. And on that day when Messiah sees you, you will say like the Apostle Paul, I've run my race. I've finished my course. There is laid up for me, therefore, a crown of righteousness. The fruits of righteousness culminate into the crown of of righteousness, which the righteous judge shall judge. Not only shall give to me, not only me, but all day that love is appearing. If Jesus is to come today, will you be ready? It's not because you will go to hell. It's because of what you receive. Your payment. So if you ever think of the coming of the Lord, Jesus, says, I like, Lord, wait. Then you are not desiring his coming. And if you are not desire is carrying, then chances are that there is a problem with your righteousness. The consciousness of it thereof. Because if the consciousness of righteousness is, you know there is a race set before you. You know there is a course you must finish. And you know that you are like that man who said, after I have preached this gospel, I beat myself. But I will not be a castaway. I will not be a castaway. I will not be a castaway. Because every man that striveth for the mastery, striveth lawfully, that he may obtain. From tonight, I want you to seek the face of God and tell God honestly that God, I need the every hour. Oh, say, hear us, God. No, say, the voice of my Honey. I want you to just bow your heads to the Lord tonight. Honey. The I need you. Every hour. Every minute. Every moment. I need you. Oh, Be now my son. Let's go on our feet wherever you are. Let's go on our feet. Be now my Savior. I come to Oh bless Be now my Savior. Oh, bless. Be now my Savior. I come.
the blessedness. Jesus is your righteousness. Just begin to meditate on this and pray to Him. Lord, from today I cease to trust. I cease to trust myself. I cease to stress myself. Come on, bless His name. Let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet wherever you are. Let's be on our feet. Get your communion set. Get your communion set. Get your communion set. Get your get your communion set. Get your communion set. Let's be on our feet. Be praying. Be praying. of the fruit of our righteousness in Jesus name Amen Let's be praying. Let's be praying. Don't take the communion yet. Let don't take it. Don't take it yet. Be praying. Be praying. Father, for your broken body and your shed blood, as we eat it, it is your life that we eat. As we drink it, as your word declares that the life is in the blood, your blood becomes our experience. Anything which is out of place, as we drink it, we are cleansed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that it is already done. Thank you that we are walking in the consciousness of the realities of your finished work. As we eat and we drink, we receive your life. We receive your strength. We receive your ability because it is already done in Jesus' name. Amen. You have won the Let's take it. Let's take it. Let's take it. Let's take our communion. Hallelujah. You have won it all. 
after taking it, you post. Thank you, Jesus. After, after taking the communion, you post. Thank you, Jesus. Righteousness, consciousness. Come on, come on. Wherever you are, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Begin to worship the name of the Lord. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Short Shadalabaha. Let me see your tongues. Let me see your tongues. Let me hear you. The experience of God's righteousness. The work of God's righteousness. The fruit of God's righteousness. Come on, let me see you. I palala lava shanda lava 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 Fadi vradi koskete vradi hausa Mantala baduske livradosh Let me see you pray, let me hear you pray Adinta livradosha If you are there, let me see you Kalalabasha An experience, a new dimension Lafali koskete vredo hausa I palala bashata vrada lava shanda lava lava Thank you Jesus Lift up your voice, lift up your voice Lift up your voice, lift up your voice. A new experience, a new dimension, a new release. 
Sabalasha, so bread, so bread, so bread, so bread, so bread, so bread, Somebody push it, push it, push it. Listen, listen, listen. There's something you need to understand. This, the foundation of righteousness is actually that which releases us to the experience of the Spirit. The, the foundation of righteousness is that which releases us to the fellowship of the Spirit. Our perfect fellowship of the Spirit of God is anchored on the foundation of righteousness. Don't forget that even it is the gospel of salvation is anchored on righteousness. The Bible said that for it is out of this, for is that the, the, the for is that the Bible said the gospel is the power of salvation for therein is revealed the righteousness of god which is from faith to faith first corinthians chapter 1 verse 19 verse 16 so it talks about the fact that so the salvation power is on the remit of the righteousness of god it's because god is right forgiveness is because god is right and all this thing is anchored on the spirit of god you see the power of the prophetic is actually on the premise of righteousness the power of the prophetic is anchored on the premise of righteousness ah, d- d- let me tell you one secret that you don't know the reason why we see the testimonies we see in this ministry and the reason why i don't i i i we see the manifestations of the prophetic word is because of the revelation of righteousness why because if god has said it they're going to do it it, it, it listen listen it's not it's not like it's not a motivational speech and it's not an encouragement it's not like we are giving you hope that is a reality the substance the, that, that's the substance god has given us there's a substance let me tell you hey there's nothing for you to do eh? there's nothing for you to do to receive the spirit jesus christ have done it you see it is on the foundation of righteousness that the spirit of god is released and it's on the same foundation that the spirit of god is fellowship with you see sometimes we try to like try to balance it like jesus christ didn't do the work well you know he 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 didn't do it well no he it was finished it was a finished work it was a finished work 
just a finished work it, 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 it was a fully done deal fully done deal fully done deal when jesus christ said it is finished it is finished though those of if you are not having it you can have my series on the finality of the tetelesta you understand when jesus christ said it is finished what it means it is a fully done deal if jesus christ hadn't didn't finish it the spirit of god cannot come our experience of the prophetic is uncordless on the foundation of righteousness it's because it is finished just finished anytime you feel it is not finished that is where there's a problem with your fellowship of the spirit you see you see the, the problem with the church is that we see a lot of people calling for revival calling for fellowship of the spirit of god without understanding and maintaining the doctrine of righteousness and that's the problem so in as much as they are calling people to the place of the spirit they are calling people to the law they are calling people to the works of the flesh and that's why the church is struggling we are calling people for for revival we are calling people for fire we are calling people to come to the place of fellowship but we are not bringing them to the foundation of righteousness ah contradiction it will never work it won't work it won't work it won't work it won't work you are giving them desires and you are giving them hopes of revival but no foundation what's the difference between you and the old testament we see a lot of new testament preachers holding on to old testament covenant okay because hey there is no what is revival do you know the meaning of revival revival means that the revival is a revitalization which means which presupposes that a living being is dead that's revival when we are calling for revival it means that something living need to be revitalized it has to be like the life must come back again there must be an action of life an activity of life in a living thing that's what we call revival that means that the living thing is ceasing to live so we must we must put in certain systems to cause a reliving that's what we call revival that's what we call revival and let me tell you how did the living being became living what is the initial cause oh jesus i feel the holy spirit here i feel the holy spirit in somebody what 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 brought the person back to life was it not righteousness was it not righteousness it was the doctrine of righteousness that releases the person to the place of salvation the person was dead in sin the person was dead 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 we were dead we were dead it was our belief in the righteousness of god that made us alive for we were quickened once again from the dead it was the belief in the righteousness of god the the gospel we received was the gospel of righteousness that's what we call the good news it was him alone john 3 16 popular verse we quote but we misplace it so 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 if we are having a living being who is dead and we want to revitalize that living being what do we do what do we do you ask yourself how did the dead person come back alive at the first place 
we relocate the person back to the place of righteousness so if you are calling for revival you don't call for you don't call for you don't you don't necessarily call for right living you don't necessarily call for prayer you don't call for you are wasting time because all these things will not be they are not important trace the person back to the root the place of righteousness righteousness is our foundation romans 8 says the bible said that for our body is dead because of sin but the spirit our we are alive because of righteousness so the reason why the spirit of god is alive in us and must be alive is because of righteousness and we, we have seen a lot of people who have been buried we see a lot of men of god who have been stoned People who are carrying the message of God have been stoned. That's because of one thing that happened around another. In an attempt to propose and, 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 and release people to the place of revival, we rather capture them. And I capture them. When we say revival, we are saying that why, where are the people who uphold the foundation that Christ has given us? Where are the people who bind the life of people on the premise of Christ? Where are they? That is what we call revival. Until we see it, no revival. It's not prayer. What's the essence of prayer? Come on. We even pray a mess. What are you praying about? James 5. What does the Bible say? For the prayer of the righteous man. What's that righteous man? The righteous man is the one who has accepted and walking in the foundation. That's the righteous man. The righteous man is not the person who is doing well. The righteous one is not the one who is doing good. The righteous one is the one who has believed in the foundation. That's the righteous man. So if there, that means that our prayer life is not effective. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availed much. So the fervency of the prayer is nonsense until the righteous man is on point. What are you saying? So prayer is foolishness. Doing good is foolishness. It doesn't go anywhere until we understand. Do you know why people sin? Ah, what are you saying? Ah, when they, you think they, when they, are doing, they think they don't know what they are doing. Ah, so you think the pastor didn't know that sleeping with a girl was wrong. Or you think that that brother didn't know that stealing was wrong. Do, do you think that that sister didn't know that doing that thing was wrong? You think the person didn't know? Do you know the conviction that, go, that went on? Do you know the engagement that happened in the heart of the person? Ah, Master. Even their engagement was on the premise of righteousness. Because, because, eh, let me tell you. As the man of God said, according to the system of God's holiness, eh, and according to the system of God's holiness, eh, at the time, even when the thought came, you should have died. So, for you to even have the time to think about it, and the thing materializing on its own shows that righteousness is at work. People don't ask, that's why I said that eh, anyone who is not having a holistic view about God, eh, 
we see it in your doctrine. The kind of doctrine you preach and the way you preach is your understanding of salvation. That's why, okay, and, 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 and I've realized that that statement that EWKO made is true. Any church doctrine we see, any denominational doctrine that we hold on is because of the definition of salvation. Anyone who has a different perspective of salvation, we see it in a doctrine. Uh, we see it. We see it. You see it. You. You, 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 you. I feel the spirit. I feel the spirit. That is why when we ask, we receive. That is why when we pray, we see answers. That the reason why we see answers when we pray, the reason why when we speak, it comes to pass, is because of the foundation of righteousness. For righteousness is our foundation. Grace is not our foundation. Mercy is not our foundation. The foundation is righteousness. Because you are saved by foundation, you are not saved by holiness. You are saved by foundation. It was, it was in anyone who can walk in a strong holiness is a person who's uphold the fullness of the righteousness of God. Anyone who has issues with righteousness can never walk in holiness. Ah, don't forget to what you think your good works and what you call as holy works are even the disposed menstrual part. That's what the Bible says. So they are filthy rags. What is filthy rag? The Hebrew means that a disposed menstrual part. That's what you are. When you see those people, like I sometimes I pity them. I pity them. I pity them. Now you can't say you can't. You can't. The quantum and the level of the 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 state that God wants us to come into. Eh? As I was telling you, that there are some people eh, even when they watch TV, they watch TV, eh, they have seen though. Watching TV is like it's like planning a coup against the church eh, and killing the chairman or killing any one authority. There are some people like that. They rate at where they have got into. Mm. It's God though. And you, and, and you can't get to that level if you are pro, if you have problem with righteousness. R right now, you should have a different view about righteousness. And you, you should, from today, lift up the breastplate of righteousness. It is a breastplate. That means it must be on your chest. Always carry it every morning. Any voice, anyone you hear that is speaking not in the sense of righteousness, throw it away. Because I'm telling you, from here, you're going to hear other people speak. They're going to talk their tongue. They're going to make 
and uh, you see people who who are happy uh who are happy put it on your chest that's who i this is who i am and when when that consciousness is settled in your spirit you will see how easy your life will be ah, you will not struggle with sin it's, uh, and, and, uh, my pro- and I wonder how people think that this foundation of righteousness will rather make people sin. It, it means you yourself have a problem. It's serious though. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> hey, let me tell you. Anyone who upholds the foundation of righteousness eh, doesn't work in sin. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You grow. We, we, you, we, you, 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 that, that's what it leads you to the growth of the maturity of the spirit. Growth becomes easier. You don't stop. You keep going. 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 You get to a point where the thing takes over you. The fullness of the spirit of God begins to take over you. You keep growing. Your, our growth in the spirit, spiritual growth, spiritual maturity, all of them are our ability to to absorb and assimilate the righteousness of God in us that's it the spirit of God will never lead you to something else mm-hmm. I see people who are being released to the place of the spirit. This year, the Lord spoke to me that this is our year that we are living the life of the spirit. And, and we cannot live the life of the spirit without having full knowledge about the foundations of the spirit. The foundation of the spirit is righteousness. And when you hold on to the spirit, the doctrine and the foundation of righteousness, you don't struggle. You can easily walk with God. You see, we, we need to walk with God. What will make us walk with God is for the foundation of righteousness. I'm telling you. Yeah. You can walk in it. It's a progressive thing. Okay, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, if you are here, you take it from me. Don't allow anyone to give you pressure. Okay. Don't allow anyone to give you pressure. Don't allow, don't allow anyone to give you pressure. Eh? Don't allow anyone to give you pressure. Hey. Allow the system of God to grow you and mature you. Me, I believe you are a son of God. Though. I believe, I believe God has bought you. Me, I believe you believe in the gospel. Don't let anyone to give you pressure. Those people, leave them. Ha. Leave them. Leave them. Don't allow anyone to give you pressure. Allow growth. Allow growth. Don't, don't hasten the process. Allow God to grow you. Leave them. Sometimes they talk as if when they became when they accepted Christ, they were like that. And woman saw pride. Boast of them. I'll prove it to you. Who are you? No wonder they have no results. 
don't have anyone to give you pressure take time eh? take time and feed eh? take time and feed just make sure that you are consistent that's it I always tell my children that that be humble, be consistent. Be, that's the that's the word every day God keeps on telling me. Just I was there, a friend of mine testing me and said, ah, Doggy, you are very serious. I said, Why? I, said, I love the way you are very consistent. And I'm saying, Yes, so why why should I become inconsistent? Inconsistency means I'm not of the spirit. A man of the spirit is a man of consistency. Be consistent. Decide to be consistent. Decide to be genuine. Don't try to make fake things. Oh. Decide to be genuine. It's not like trying to be Stay true. Stay genuine. You will get there. Don't allow anyone to give you pressure. Don't allow anyone to give you pressure. You, there are some people eh, where they were giving birth to. The system itself didn't open their minds to a lot of things. They didn't open their, their experiences to a lot of things. Your conditions are different. But you want the same people to perform the same. Give them pressure. Don't allow anyone to give you pressure. Don't allow anyone to give you pressure in life. Oh. In this our spiritual journey, don't allow anyone. Also, I think your uncle will come. We will get there. Ah. Eh, eh. The power of the, those things. The one who came in the morning, the one who came in the evening, they all received the same pay. Ah, he said the first will be the last, and the last will be, and that is it was out of the parable that Jesus Christ made that statement that the first will be the last, and the last will be the first. He said, hey, What are you saying? He said, I pay the, the ah, master. What we need to do is just make sure you get to the finish line. Tell someone, make sure you get to the finish line. And I keep on telling my people, just make sure you get there. Master, you are limping, you are going. Say, we will get there, Massa. Ah, Jesus. We'll get there. We'll get there. Eh, we'll get there. Don't let anyone to give you pressure at all. Don't let anyone to give you pressure. Stay true and let us go. Just make sure that you maintain your consistency. That's all. A child, a sorry, uncle. For the righteous man will fall seven times. He didn't say the good man. He didn't say the holy one. He said the righteous man will fall seven times and honestly will rise up again. Do you know what it means? He didn't say the he, 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 the Bible didn't say the holy person will fall seven times and rise up. He didn't say the good person. He said the righteous one. Uh, you should, you should, by this time, you should understand that what it means now. Yeah, the one who up, who who holds on to the foundation of righteousness is the only one who is able to rise up. So your ability to still hold mic, irrespective of what is happening to you, your ability to still come to church, irrespective of what is happening to you, your ability to still go out to preach, irrespective of what is happening to you, your ability to still fellowship with God. In result of what is happening to you is the proof that you are righteous. Ah, missing there, missing some people leave them. Oh, can can go, can can go. Ah, there was a time I met my father and he said that eh, I said, don't, don't follow anyone with this without a scarlo. And then something I give you shop always says, people without scar fear them. 
without scars, leave them. They, what the world are they having? Ha, Master. King King Kwa. Something will hit them and you realize that all their, their mouth has shut. Hey, this person has now is out of ministry. Maybe in tone, whether you can still come to church. Hold mic and prophesy. <laughs> righteousness and the bible said that we must bear the fruit of righteousness because on the day on the day of the day on the day of the lord we are going to present our fruit of righteousness let me tell you let me tell you something before before we we we, we move deeper let me tell you something you need to understand that eh? anything you do anything you do which is not in the righteousness of god or in the perspective of the righteousness of God, it's a bad work. Okay? Okay? It's not something automatical. Yeah, people think it's automatic. It's not automatical. Listen. Listen. I think, you don't worry. When, when I get to the, when we get to the place of sanctification and holiness, I really teach on this thing, and you understand. We have a lot of distorted views out there. People, hey, for you to be, hey, it's not easy for you to be able to still preach eh, the doctrine of Christ eh, and preach about righteousness and holiness and, and still sticking to the finished work without breaking the works of man shows you that you are somebody who is a true man of God. But I'm telling you, it's not easy. When you are mouth, before you realize you are preaching the law, I'm telling you. Hey. I'm, I'm telling you. So you must be vested in that doctrine very well before you start preaching about any other thing. You must be vested in the state of the believer. Who is the church? Who is the and some of these things you can't have it. If you don't understand God, you don't understand Christ, you don't understand the subject of man, you don't understand the subject of salvation. You don't even understand what God is doing. How can you preach about what man should do? Yeah. And that's why there will be a problem. I'm telling you. For you to preach holiness without preaching law, Charlie, it means oh, God. it means we are being we are serious. How many to talk about holiness and still sticking to the finished work of Christ? Hey, to talk about righteousness and sticking to the righteous, and you saw it. You see, you see, you see the way the, the man of God exposed us and taught us. How can you teach certain topic righteousness? And, and still make sure that all the subjects are anchored on the finished work of Christ. That shows the kind of person who he is. And that is who we are supposed to be. That is our foundation. So that we will not become like Galatians. He said, foolish people, you began in the spirit and end up in the flesh. What is flesh? Flesh is anything without God. Flesh is anything without God consciousness. That is flesh. People think that flesh is without God. When we say flesh, flesh is anything you do without God. And when I say God, you should understand what I mean. When I say God, I mean Christ. When I say Christ, I mean His finished work. When I say His finished work, I mean the death and the resurrection. When I say the death and the resurrection, I mean righteousness. 
When I say God, I mean Christ. I thought this, this is something you should know. The doctrine of God. When we say theology is Christology. So we so we interpret God through Christ. So any any God who is not Jesus is not God. <laughs> any God who is not Jesus is not God. Because God is Christ. <laughs> any God who is not Jesus Christ is not God. So and any Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, I love I, I love the way I teach you. I like the way I teach. It's it's very interesting, you know. So when I say God, I mean Christ. When I say Christ, I mean I mean his his finished work. When I say his finished work, I mean his death and resurrection. When I say his death and resurrection, I mean righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So we must be able to hold on and let it up. So anything you do without God is flesh. What does it mean? Anything you do without Christ is flesh. What does it mean? Anything you do without the finished work of Christ is flesh. What does it mean? Anything you do without the consciousness of the resurrection and the death of Christ is flesh. What does it mean? Anything you do without the foundation of righteousness is flesh. That's the conclusion. <laughs> so let me ask you one question the day you met that woman and the woman was sick and asked you for money and you were giving the money to her what was the consciousness at the time you were given the consciousness at the time you were given determines your work whether it was flesh or spirit Ah. so what are you thinking so you think it was automatic okay so I'm born again that's what people preach you they are joking, no? <laughs> so okay. So this this how they preach. So you are born again. You accept Christ. You are born again. That means that automatically, anything that you do after accepting Christ is is good works. Okay. When I say anything, I mean anything good. Let me say it that way. Before somebody begin to criticize my words. So anything good, okay, you do after receiving christ is classified as your good work please it is wrong eh? it is it is 100 percent wrong it, it even means that you you, don't, you have a problem with your bible go back to your basis mm. <laughs> let's prophesy and go because of righteousness we prophesy that's what we don't cease to prophesy <laughs> uh, we will prophesy to the time jesus christ will come because of righteousness we prophesy and when we prophesy because of righteousness god speaks to his church and god speaks to people and when he speaks it coming to pass it coming to pass Come out to pass. Come out to pass. Oh yeah. Uh, you see, when I met my daughter, she told him that, "Say, Papa, the result has come." Oh, say, Papa, when he came, I failed. I told him that it is settled. So I failed. I said, ah, "The righteousness of God, Mother, it will change." I said that. I said, "Me, I'm a, I'm a prophet. Oh, me, I'm a, 
people see me as a teacher well that's your own problem I'm a, I'm, <laughs> me i'm a prophet the lost has to tell you that it's settled i told it to settle you saw the testimony say let me go and check the portal again when she, she said it has changed ah, the d has become b plus 2.0 has become 2.8 ah this time no crampon Anna. we have not grown in the doctrine crampon we have not gotten yet i've not gotten there yet too. the revelation i'm having about the righteousness of god is just two percent too me, maybe two percent. Have about ninety-eight percent to absorb. Because sometimes we are not, the devil wants to beat with my mind. Challenge is you're doing all of a chair. I, I, this is what you keep feeding on. Any message, any message that contradicts this one, throw it away. You must consciously. Me, so there are some things I just brush off. So me, I block some people. There are some certain groups I leave the group. Oh me.